0: In a dark world filled with deceit,
1: one united voice is crying out. Revealing the truth of God's word.
0: It's time to expose the hidden truth. and unravel the lies
1: while we're living in satan's little season
0: with sister crystal and brother phil Welcome to Living in Satan's Little Seasons show, we're your hosts,
1: Sister Crystal,
0: Brother Phil, topic today, giving thanks in our satanic age. This will be a good one because what we're going to go over, we know holidays are coming up, Thanksgiving Day.
1: Well, I think in the season we're in now where it's all kind of dark and demonic and Halloween around the corner, it's... A lot of people look forward to just going past, especially those who don't celebrate that holiday, going past that holiday and looking forward to Thanksgiving. And not so much about the food, but the idea of what do we have to be thankful for in our lives. And in this year of hardships, because this probably has been one of the hardest years for a lot of people. And not for the same reasons.
0: Canada already had their Thanksgiving already to early October, mm-hmm. and the United States we get our Thanksgiving here in, in, in late November. And we just want to do a Thanksgiving message here because we we are living in a very dark age, unfortunately, and, and it's very depressing. Matter of fact, you know, we just had a huge conversation <laughs> about how really just the, the satanic forces are really just manipulating our entire world around us. But we have to look at the bright side and go, you know what? God asked us to, in Christ, brought down this wonderful idea. Mm. And that is to give thanks.
1: Well, I think we've, if you've studied any of Paul's letters, and he even says to be grateful and be thankful even in hardships and trials. And I think when you're thankful, you look at the Lord for his goodness and the graciousness that he's shown us then it's hard to be discouraged looking at your surroundings in whatever negative light might be overshadowing you it's hard to look at that and then be thankful in the same breath we know inevitably being thankful is better for us than looking down and just distracted or being depressed. because depression is really our it's taking our eyes off the lord if we keep our eyes on him and we see what he's doing and what he has done maybe not what he's going to do but what we know he's done for us and we know that he has a plan he's working all things out for our good so we can trust that he knows what he's doing and he loves us and i think the other reminder is a lot of people find strength in knowing he doesn't he will never leave us nor forsake us so i think being thankful for what he's doing knowing he has a plan for us throughout all of the stuff that is happening and will be happening next year and the years to come just being grateful and thankful for our lives and what he's gotten us through one
0: thing I learned in, in a little bit of the research that I did on this idea this concept of giving thanks mm-hmm. is and this is kind of an interesting thing that I discovered here and kind of I guess I guess you could say it could be a little bit of a mind-blowing yeah
1: here,
0: <laughs> that it is nearly an exclusive New Testament teaching right Matter of fact, in the Old Testament, there is not even uh, okay. There is one mention, <laughs> and, and and we're going to go over the, the the primary Greek words that, that are used here, that are, are used in our New Testament to to what this word means to to give thanks. Right. And what is what are, what are those
1: words? Eucharisteo, Eucharista, and then Eucharistos.
0: Okay, so there's three of them. They all have to do with Eucharist, you know, which right. is like. like you know, if you're Catholic, the the partaking of the Eucharist is like the Lord's Supper. And this is exactly what Christ did at the Lord's Supper right. is He gave thanks to the bread and to the fruit of the vine. Right. And so this is why it's they use that essentially the Greek word, it's probably Latin too. Right. That same thing. It's idea of the Eucharist is giving thanks. And this is nearly an exclusive New Testament teaching that has been brought down via Christ
1: well, it to was, us. It's actually, like you said, via Christ, it's actually being thankful or giving thanks to him because it was his body that was broken and his blood that was poured out. So it's basically, he brought this because he was a vessel in which it was delivered.
0: Right, and that's why when you partake of the Lord's Supper, you know, if you ever do that in church, its idea is to always give thanks Because of what the the sacrifice sacrifice that he did. See, this is what we're constantly always reminded to do, is that Christ made the ultimate sacrifice for us by getting us forgiveness of sins and all that kind of stuff. And, of course, giving us a a chance for eternal life and the whole nine yards. And that's what we're going for. You know, eternity in that wonderful city that we're going to be living in, getting our inheritance. All that is made possible because of Christ's ultimate sacrifice. Well,
1: so he taught this concept, but he also embodied it. Because he was the sacrifice that we're to be thankful for. So he taught it when he did that, and when he also did the feeding of the 4,000. 4,000.
0: Yeah, that's the first time. And we're going to go over that scripture here in a moment. But but before we do that, we're going to go into the, the only place in the Old Testament this word is used and believe it or not, It's actually found in the book of Proverbs. Mm -hmm. And it's talking about actually a woman. Interestingly enough, it's not even... It's just sort of (laughs) like... But so that word, in my opinion, what this is saying is this word was available. Right. But it never was really used in the Old Testament. Only exclusively used in the New Testament. Right. Which I find to be super interesting because all of a sudden this is what Christ brought down this idea, this idea of being thankful, to to give thanks, that we even have a holiday now that celebrates this idea to give thanks. This is exclusively New Testament. Let's go ahead and read that first, in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 16. Go ahead and read that one.
1: A gracious wife brings glory to her husband, but a woman hating righteousness is a theme of dishonor. The slothful come to want But the diligent support themselves with wealth.
0: Okay, the idea uh, is, of course, they translate that word, a gracious wife. But that word is actually meaning a thankful wife. Mm. That actually should be translated because it's the same, you know, Eucharistos, you know, the the same word to give thanks. That's what it really means. Mm -hmm. That's the only place in the Old Testament that that word is actually used, which is... Interesting. Now we're going to go to the New Testament now, and we're going to go over the first place in the Bible that this right. word is used. Okay, and this is the reason why you know when a lot of times when your families get together and you, you give a, a blessing, grace, and they call it, right, you know when right. you eat, when you pray for your food, Jesus actually is the first one that actually <laughs> taught this. Right. And this is the interesting thing is like we live in a day and age now that, you know, we don't do that as much these days. You know, Mm -hmm. we're not really, you know, eating as much as families. We're not sitting together at a table, praying together, giving thanks to God for the food that he's given to us. We don't do that as much these days. But this is something we could probably get back into. Right. Something that we could try to like. Okay, let's, let's go back and where do we get the, all these ideas from? Well, this is all out of the Bible. And so go ahead and read that first one here in Matthew chapter 15. This is when Jesus was getting ready to feed the 5,000. Go ahead and read that one.
1: And he took the seven loaves and the fish and gave thanks, broke them and gave them to his disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitude. So they all ate and were filled and they took up seven large baskets full of the fragments that were left. Now, those who ate were 4,000 men, besides the women and children.
0: Okay, so of course, that's the first time this word's mentioned in our Bibles is when Jesus gave thanks to the food that he was going to give to the multitude there. Right. So this is, you know, he was basically setting a precedent here. Okay, this right. is kind of what was, what, this is how these things get started. And so when we give Thanksgiving, you know, during Thanksgiving time, this is what we're doing. We're actually giving thanks to the God for providing for our food as well. Right. This is kind of well, what we we're do doing. we do that
1: daily. Um, you know, usually people do it for every meal. We really focus on it on Thanksgiving Day or in the month of November. People like to be more thankful for what God has done for them.
0: And of course, you know, being the idea that it's the Lord's Supper, we're going to go to that particular passage of Scripture now. And we're going to read in Matthew, uh, you know, and Luke. We're going to read both those passages of scripture because they're real, they, they both are slightly have slightly different details in there. But this is kind of where we get the idea of the Eucharist, which you know is the the, the giving uh, the, the the taking the body and the blood of Christ and all that kind of stuff. Uh, why we do that is basically to be thankful. It's, right. a, it's, it's for, really what we're doing that for is a remembrance of Christ to be thankful. You know, why don't you go ahead and read Matthew chapter 26, verse 26 and following there.
1: And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for many for the remission of sins but i say to you i will not drink of this first this fruit of the vine from now on until the day that i drink it anew with you in my father's kingdom
0: well he already did that though you uh-huh. know he already you know all that has already passed and transpired most people are still waiting for that and most well, people believe that we're still waiting for right. um you know that marriage supper of the lamb which already transpired, you know, a couple centuries, ago, a couple, couple millennia ago now.
1: Right. But you know,
0: the idea there is, but here is he's describing the, this. Okay, this is good, our Last Supper before you know he's going to have the marriage supper of the Lamb, which you know was going to be that we know is about was about forty years later than this. Right. And of course, all the apostles died, and of course they did it in their resurrected states, and at that point, so they were all resurrected at that point. But the point is, is here. He, he broke bread, of course, and he gave thanks. Okay, But here, uh, but the detail you get out of Luke is he actually he gave thanks to both the bread and the fruit of the vine. And go ahead and read that one in Luke chapter 22, verse 15 and following.
1: And he said to them, with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. in my blood, which is shed for you.
0: There the detail is he actually gave thanks for both separately, bread and Mm. the fruit of the vine. So this is kind of where they get the idea of Eucharist. It's giving thanks. And this is what we're supposed to do Mm. when we, uh, I think this is, of course, Christ set this precedent when he broke the bread, when he fed the 4,000. And then, of course, when he ate this, this meal here. So this is why Traditionally, families have always, that are, you know, believers in Jesus Christ have always got together as a family and prayed together right. and, and gave thanks. And of course, thank the Lord for providing for their needs through food and whatnot. And this is why this is such an important thing. But see, wh- wh- why we're doing this during Thanksgiving time, but that, that's, of course, meaning's been mostly lost. Right. And now, Thanksgiving time has not really, it's not really about focusing on what the sacrifice of Christ did or why it's gone. But I want to get everybody back to understanding that Christ brought this. This is one of the things that he brought from heaven with him. He brought this idea of to give thanks, which is foreign to anything in the Old Testament. This is a brand new New Testament teaching. That's why I don't, I, I, we, we want to keep this holiday in the midst, I feel sorry for that. A lot of countries don't follow this. Right. It's really only mainly Canada and the United States that really fought, have this idea of a Thanksgiving Day, but of course, that the really the meaning has mostly been lost because I, what I'm going is I'm going into why that was is implemented to begin with. Right. And that is that we're living according to Christ's example. Mm-hmm. He gave the example of what we're supposed to do. Okay, let's go ahead and read another one in Luke chapter 18. Go ahead and read that in verse 10
1: following. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as a tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess And the tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted.
0: Okay, this is how not to give thanks. (laughs) I wanted to give one here. Because a lot of people, they may give thanks, but there's ways to not give thanks. And this is one way. He prayed saying, God, I thank you that I'm not like this other guy over here. Right. See, he used that word, I want to thank you, God, that I'm not like this wicked, evil person over here. That kind of thing. This is what he was doing. This is how not to give thanks to God. We're not to put people down... For the struggles and the sin that they have in their lives, mm-hmm. yeah, I understand that we're all on the spiritual journey, and it saddens my heart when I see people that are that are, are living in rebellion to God. But all we can do is pray for them, and not act so high and mighty by thanking God that we're not like them. We don't want to. We're, we're, this is how we aren't to use our Thanksgiving to God in this way. So I wanted to bring that one up because this is one way that the Pharisees were using. Oh, I want to be thankful to God, but that's not what the way we need to be acting. We don't need to be praying this way, acting this way, or being this way of any kind. We need to have a grateful heart, and we need to be helping people out.
1: Well, you know, even this tax collector, he beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. He was, in essence, thanking God for maybe getting him as far as he did so that he could turn his life over to him.
0: Well, he definitely hit a. I not we don't know. You know, this is obviously just a story, a parable Jesus was giving. But right. here, the point is, is like, obviously everyone is on a different trajectory right. on a spiritual level.
1: Humility is important, right?
0: So we just have to just understand that and just go. Well, listen, not everyone. I don't put people down for you know not living like me, not having. Yeah, I, I I'm saddened in my heart, obviously, that people don't choose to live righteous and good because they're going to miss out on all the rewards. And that we're talking about in this show, which is gr- some great things. I mean we're going for the we're going for the best gifts possible, not just temporary gifts that are here on earth, we're going for the stuff that's eternal mm-hmm. here. I want everyone in on the blessings right I don't want anybody left out, but un- it's unfortunate that we live in a day and age though. That's, I'm trying to be realistic here. Mm-hmm. Most people are going to be against and, and are going to be de- being deceived against following the ways of the Lord, unfortunately. And are going to go the ways of the world, and it's unfortunate that we can't, you know, we can't save everybody. All we can do is reach out to the people that want to change, and and help them change. But we don't need to be, you know, acting all high and mighty, and oh, I thank God that I'm not like them. No, we don't need to be doing that. I just, I'm just thankful that I have, I have a relationship with the Lord, Mm -hmm. and my my one goal is to help everyone else that listens to this show have, have have a good relationship with God, too. I understand it's just a show. It's just a, a, a message that I'm giving out, but I'm trying to encourage everyone to be uh, the kind of people that, they, that God has called them to be. Right. And having a grateful and thankful heart. Okay? This is what we're going for. And this is one of the key aspects that's really specifically Christian. Right. Because this isn't taught in the Law of Moses anywhere. Because I told my wife this. I'm like, you know, all of my biblical research... You know, these aren't found. And like, oh, wait a minute now. <laughs> what about this? And then, of course, she remembers some scripture, like in Psalms, like, wait a minute.
1: Uh, Daniel.
0: Or no, there's a scripture in Psalms where, you know, I, I'll give thanks and it, it is courts. Right. And all, and like, well, where's that found? I'm like, wait a minute. So we looked it up.
1: <laughs>
0: but it's not, it's more of like the word acknowledgement. It's, it's more of like the word acknowledgement or confess. Right. It's not the same idea or concept as. Being thankful.
1: So, yeah, all the scriptures that we thought were of the give thanks or the giving of thanks. Yeah, there's
0: many times giving thanks is mentioned in the Old Testament. But then you look at those words that are used. Right. And they are slightly, there's more of like the word confess or acknowledge God. It's not the exact same idea as being thankful to God. It's mm-hmm. a different concept, which I thought was really interesting. All those places that oh wait a minute, we're supposed to give thanks to the Lord, and and, and, and there's Psalm, you know, Psalm one thirty six is all about giving thanks and all that. Well, no, you find out that's actually confessing to the Lord. Or that's acknowledging, acknowledging the Lord. It's not the idea of giving thanks to right. the Lord, which is really I think an interesting concept that Jesus came and implemented a new idea, right. a new concept now. We're supposed to go beyond just acknowledging God. It, and to me, thank, being thankful is the next step beyond just acknowledging and confessing to God. It's being having a grateful heart right. to God. And I know that we're, a lot of us in this day and age, we're struggling. You know, It's, it's yeah. difficult because we have, like I say, that's why it's giving thanks in our satanic age. It's hard to give thanks when we live in such a deep, dark age that we're living in.
1: Well, and that's probably the number one reason why we should be giving thanks, because then it takes us off of our own trajectory of our situation and puts our eyes on what God is doing or looking at him, no matter how bleak the situation is, no matter how dark the road may be, or lonely, or uphill it might seem, that God will never leave us nor forsake us. And we can be thankful for every step along the way. Because what does that step in that journey do? It strengthens us. It gives us hope. It gives us a newfound excitement of having a right walk, a truth in our life. I mean, so many things that have happened, we talked earlier, in this year alone. And it's been a tough year, but it's also been a year of some pretty awesome things because of God and our walk and relationship with him. And to be grateful for the highs and the lows, the good and the bad. You know, even Job said it, we take the good from God, why not the bad as well. So it's like, can't we be thankful in all circumstances? Paul talks about that. But if we are thankful, that takes our eyes off of what we're going through. Mm-hmm. Puts us back on what is really important. God doesn't want us to be like Peter when he was walking to Jesus on the waves, right? Jesus walking on the water. When his eyes were on Jesus, he didn't notice the storm and the waves. But when his, he took his eyes off, which is what we tend to do because we're human and fallible, that he started to sink. Well, that's what happens when we aren't thankful to the Lord. We, we look at all the discouragement around us. So being thankful means keeping our eyes on, on God.
0: Well, the next one we want to go over is... When Jesus went to raise, okay, he had a a, a buddy that died, Lazarus. We all remember the Lazarus story, right? Anybody who's been to church long enough kind of remembers the story. Well, We're going to go to that because he was getting ready to raise Lazarus from the dead Mm -hmm. in John chapter 11, verse 41. And he uses this phrase when he's actually raising him from the dead. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and read that one.
1: Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me.
0: Okay, so really the one one of the main purposes you get out of why the he rose Lazarus from the dead was so that they would know That it was Christ that was sent by God. Mm. He was trying to show in a number of different ways, through walking on the water, feeding the 4,000, doing all these different miracles, that he wasn't doing this on his own. Right. This was God that actually, his father, God, sent him to do these things. He wasn't like doing this on his own volition or own power or whatnot. Right. Okay. So let's go into and let's go into the New Testament and Book Acts. Let's re, go ahead and read that one in Acts chapter twenty-seven. There.
1: Therefore, I urge you to take nourishment, for this is for your survival. Since not a hair will fall from the head of any of you. And when he had said these things, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. And when he had broken it. He began to eat. So Paul
0: was <laughs> she, was literally, they were in a storm. And all the sailors thought, you know, hey, it's curtains for us. We're, we're about ready to die. Because this storm, We had, they hadn't seen, you know, they'd gone a couple of weeks, not be able to know where they were at. Right. The, the storm this was so the bad.
1: These were the shipwreck times. And,
0: and they, they ended up getting shipwrecked here. Right. But the point is, this is before that they hadn't eaten or anything like that, and they're basically they threw all the everything overboard, right. and you know they it pretty much thought everybody was going to die at right. this point. And here, Paul was just saying out, no, nobody's going to die, but you, we're going to lose everything, <laughs> all <laughs> the all the possessions and everything in the ship are going to be destroyed, but we're all going to survive. We're we're gonna we're gonna make it, even in the darkest times. Mm. This is what you learn about the, in this story. You could still give thanks because you know they were cold. They were hungry. they hadn't eaten in two weeks. The Bible says it. Right. They they went two weeks without eating any food because they were just they're wondering if they were going to live or die. Right. And so finally, Paul was like, "Okay, no, you guys need to eat something. We got to nurse ourselves because we're going to get rescued." And okay. gave us gave them hope. So even in the darkest times, when things can't get any bleaker in our lives, you learn on this story. That's a good time to give thanks.
1: Well, that's almost like the the time that turns the tide. That when you can give thanks in a dark time, then it's almost like it gives you the reinforced energy to keep going so that, you know, you can make it through those. And I think that's really the key. When you give thanks, you don't look at yourself. That's right. You look at God. Because you're not thanking yourself for what you're going through and what you're you know, you're looking at God for getting you through what you're going through. So I think too often we don't give thanks enough. We don't focus on God. Like we even talked about earlier, we focus on ourselves. We focus on our problems. You even said we a lot of people focus on the things they can't change and not the things yeah. they can change. But the only thing that we can really change is our attitude. And that is what giving thanks does. It Changes our attitude, so when we change our attitude to go in the direction God is taking us in, then we're trusting Him, and that's what maybe changes the tide for us. Instead of fighting and going against God's current, we're we're thanking Him and going in His direction.
0: Okay, so so far we just given some examples of how this word it, it was used.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now we're going to go into actual teaching. Yeah. That we are told, according to our Bibles, New Testament command, is to give thanks. Right. And So let's go ahead and read First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. It's and one following. of my
1: favorite verses. Yep. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you.
0: Okay, so you hear that? In everything give thanks. Mm-hmm. That means in the bad times you've got to give thanks too. <laughs> Even in the darkest times, like like the time we're living in right now, <laughs> we live in a very dark age. And, right. and things are only getting worse, it seems like.
1: Well, you know but- what? We have a lot to be thankful for. Yeah. I don't know who, what you're going through who's listening, but if you have your health, if you have your sanity, even if you don't have a lot of money in the bank, but you're able to keep working, or you're able to have resources that you know, skills that you can depend on, or even if you have confidence in trusting God and the truth of his word. That is enough to get people through some of the difficult times. Because that's really what we've been focusing on in these broadcasts, these shows, because we're trying to encourage and give hope In the truth, because that's really what really matters.
0: And let's move on here because you know we have a few more I want to go over. We're going to skip to Colossians chapter three. All all these things are the same kind of thing, you know. Just just Mm -hmm. giving a quick quick blurb to giving thanks is really a spiritual discipline that really that really everyone needs to have. I know, you know, folks, (laughs) we we live in a very dark age. We all understand that, you know, what we can do. To overcome is we don't have to let the spiritual forces, right. the dark forces that run this world, stop us from giving thanks to the Lord and each other as well. Go ahead and read Colossians chapter three, verse fifteen. There,
1: and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called in one body, and be thankful.
0: Okay, again, be thankful. You know, it's it, this is an idea, this is a concept that is definitely foreign to the Old Testament. It's only a new Jesus brought this down to us. See, this is one of the things that Jesus brought down. See, he remember, he. this is part of having a new heart. Right. Remember, his new covenant was written on our hearts. So this is really a thankful heart is part of an, our new heart. And we need to really focus on that. It's easy for us to get depressed, to get angry. And I know that maybe sometimes with my show here, I can be a little bit on the negative side. I'm not denying that, okay? But all I'm trying to say is I'm what I'm trying to bring people to is a reality of the situation that we well, live that's in. That's
1: realistic. And, not and negative. instead
0: of living in some fantasy land that most people think we're living in, everything's great, everything's going okay, Christ is going to return at any moment scenario, Don's just saying, no, it's not, this is all past events. But what we can do is right now, we can learn to give thanks to the Lord and let His work endure through us and make it through us. And, you know, of course, we can overcome anything.
1: Well, we're being realistic in the truth. And the truth does set you free. That's what the Bible says. That's what we we have a freedom in Christ because of what we believe in. And that freedom is not a negativity. Even if it's realistic and understanding the, the darkness of this time, we have a truth. <laughs> and that truth is trusting in the Lord and the peace that we have. But giving thanks is another aspect of that. So we have this truth, which has been revealed through Scripture, which is kind of gets us you know excited but then we have the idea let's give thanks even in the good and the bad let's be grateful for everything he's doing because there's a lot honestly there's a lot to be thankful for even if it doesn't seem prevalent there's probably a lot we can be really grateful for because of our relationship with with God and I think that's really what he wants us to focus on
0: but we need to say no To wickedness and evil. And that's the next one we're going to go over here. Is there is a negative aspect a lot of people in this world are focusing on. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's why we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3 and 4. And it really talks a little bit about, I hate to say it, this is almost like, it's our society. This (laughs) verse is almost like our society in a nutshell. Go ahead and read that one real quick.
1: But fornication and all uncleanliness or covetousness. Let it not even be named among you, as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks.
0: What are we not to do? All the stuff that most people in the society are doing right. right now. You know, that we, you know, of course, fornication, you know, running amok. Right. The idea that covetousness. Yeah. Oh, who is? There, we our society is so fixated with money, right. and you know accumulation of wealth and all this other stuff. And you know, I even blame Christian teachers for this because this is this sucks people into this whole nonsense mm-hmm. of God wants to bless you financially scenario. And what I'm just saying is, sometimes people's financial blessings are curses in, in in disguise. Right? People just don't understand that, and know that you turn your back on God if you don't need to rely upon Him for anything. And this is what happens a lot of times, but.
1: Well, you rely on the things that have been like given as blessings, and then they become curses because they aren't capable of sustaining you. Where the only thing that we really need to sustain us is the love of God and the truth of his word.
0: So we need not fixate on all these fleshly things that the world focuses on. Mm-hmm. But instead, we go after the spiritual things, which is the end. What he say? But rather, the giving of thanks. See, this is what we are. Our, our angle is we're not doing all the fleshly things. We're focusing on the spiritual aspects, which is giving of thanks.
1: Well, you know, that's almost like earlier. It's it's a attitude of gratitude. It's it's basically the humbling of your situation, to be thankful when. Things are falling apart is basically the epitome of what we're supposed to be doing by putting our faith and trust in the Lord. That he is the only thing that gets us through. He's the only thing we need. And by saying thank you to God, we're saying thank you because we are giving him the credit for being everything we've ever needed and providing for us in every way possible.
0: Philippians chapter 4 It kind of gives another idea. Of course, this one is really relevant to today because people have so much anxiety in their Mm -hmm. life. Okay, and this actually discusses that. Philippians chapter 4, verses 5 through 7.
1: Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God... Which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.
0: Anxiety. Be anxious for nothing. <laughs> oh boy, is that a message uh, that people need to hear today? Right? Yeah. I, I, when I hear that, I'm just like, wow, this is insane. Because people wouldn't be listening to this, they wouldn't be scared of all this nonsense going on in the world today. I mean, that that this is what this whole society is geared towards. Just creating this anxiety in everybody's life. Isn't that right? Mm -hmm. And what are we supposed to do? No, we're we're supposed to be opposite of all that stuff. Well,
1: the key thing is, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God.
0: So, yeah, obviously, we're coming up on thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And that's, of course, that word is used right there. But I think what happens is a lot of people just have this lack of faith in God that God is not really in control of this world. Yeah. (laughs) And and really, this is where anxiety really steps into play. Because if you have true faith in God and understand that he's running everything like a well-oiled machine and we don't (laughs) have to worry about anything, everything's fine. But it's hard because we, you know, of course, you know, I wish I, I had perfect faith. Honestly, I do. Sometimes my faith gets weak, too. Like everyone else. We're, you know, we're flesh and blood people and we don't always, we don't have perfect faith. We don't have perfect love. I wish we had all that. We all don't. All the
1: time. <laughs> all the time.
0: But, you know, of course, but all we could do is just go, okay, let's, reading these scriptures can help us. It's like, okay, you know, I need to, I need to follow this. I need to do this. Have Thanksgiving in my heart. Mm-hmm. Ye- you know, all, all the way through the year. Not just during Thanksgiving time.
1: Uh, and everything. And not just when you feel happy and things are going your way but when the walls are falling down and you have nowhere to turn to you turn to God and you thank him because you're still here you know that's really what it boils down to is yeah I think we forget that nothing happens without God's approval nothing happens around us in our society and everywhere in our our lives without God kind of permitting it and so if things are happening and your life is flipped upside down or you're struggling, all you have to do to find peace, and it says here, and the peace of God, is go back.
0: Which surpasses all understanding.
1: Right. That's
0: what we're doing.
1: And everything, right. by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts. You To get that peace, you have to... Um, be thankful in everything, with, with prayer. I mean, I, I, I tend to try to be of a prayer mindful set all the time because you never know when you're going to be in the middle of something and you need to be praying about something or God's going to put um, a thought in your mind. Okay, I could pray about that. I could be praying during doing the dishes. I could be praying, you know, cooking a meal or something or driving. And I want to always have that mindset because if you're praying and you're having a thankful heart, and you're making, you you're have this connection with the Lord, then there's going to be peace. And I think we forget all those things that, in one direction, with the thankfulness, all these other things come rushing back to us the peace, the guarding of our hearts. I mean, we never think about that, but that's priceless. That's beautiful.
0: Well, we definitely live in a very dark, deceptive age. Mm-hmm. We must be vigilant, we must be manly. <laughs> We must be fortified, standing firm in the faith, being thankful as well, right? but doing everything in love, not only because it's biblical,
1: but because it glorifies God.
0: Join or contact us at satanslowseason.org.
1: This is a non-copyright Living in Satan's Little Season production.